calling all the cannabishes. Welcome to High Tea. High Tea is a high vibe podcast for women who also smoke weed. This is a thoughtful and blunt exploration of pot and its magic, the role it has in the lives and processes of cool and creative people everywhere, and an evolving cannabis culture that we're seeing happen before our very eyes. We're going to talk to some of the most interesting names in and out of the industry, sharing stories, trying shit first, and connecting women all around the world who use cannabis creatively. Michelle. Hello. Say my name, say my name. Hello, Nootsie. You're acting kind of shady <laughs> and calling me baby. Why the sudden change? Okay, I had a date yesterday with Mars, oh. a girlfriend of mine who is the most beautiful singer. I actually think she's like potentially more beautiful voice than Adele, but very oh. similar. She gives me shivers. She, she'll like sing constantly and give me shivers, so... We're going to bring her on here yeah, and she's going to sure. do our hottie ho and you're never going to have to hear my Brittany again. So <laughs> <laughs> this is my vow to you. But we love it. We um, love your Brittany. Perhaps. Yeah. So ep four. Episode four. Holla. It's happening. It's happening. We're really excited about this one. You know what? I We wanted to do, we actually recorded this one first and this is a redo because yes. there's so much to say about this. I'm going to turn so I can like see you. Yeah. Right now I'm like just like. Look at my face, Jen. I like the daffodils, but They're I got to look at your face. You're pretty too. Um, but we've got a lot to say about this and we have a lot of people asking us questions about yeah. this stuff because yeah. I guess this is happening around the, around the world more For often sure. than we know. So today's episode is about fitness and, and cannabis yeah. and uh, weed and working out. Weed and working out. The impetus, is that the word? No. The seed of this idea began yeah. when I was uh, at my house down south and I came across a bunch of professional hockey players mm-hmm. on a golf weekend. Fun. <laughs> it was. It was quite a weekend. I had a lot of fun with them. One of them was, quote, like, you are the best thing that's ever happened to us. That was a lot of fun. That does sound like fun. But we smoked a lot of weed. And yeah. as you know, I don't drink. They fucking drink. But I don't drink, so there was some ganj going down, and it was a big aha uh, yeah. when I learned from them that they're not tested, or I should say not yeah. reprimanded, for cannabis in for the blood. Cannabis. And yeah. actually, any non-performance-enhancing drug is like kind of a pass, Yeah, even though you probably don't want to like keep getting like coke in your... No, in but the NBA is the same. Um, they don't test for marijuana necessarily in the NBA, which is awesome. And the NBA is about to green light out? it. Yeah. Well, we'll find out from our guest today exactly yeah. what the deal is. Um, we're speaking to a former NHLer, unfortunately not from the Leafs. That's okay. He's, I don't think I, we need to leave. No. I'm, not after this conversation. Not after those playoffs. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That too. Uh, I I jokes. Power of the gram. I fucking love it. It's a gram, ma'am. Yeah. You just reached out to him. Well, so I had been like reaching out to some of my hockey yeah. player friends to try and get them to get on air. And a lot of them were... <laughs> they were reticent. Yeah, they didn't want to talk. They, they're nervous about it because they're, con- you know, they've got contracts. Some of them are moving up and moving down and getting, wanting to get traded and still, you know, wanting, yeah. you know wanting to play and maybe at the end of the season and maybe when I'm done training and I get it. Yeah. There is still a stigma about coming out loud and proud for using this stuff, especially in a professional capacity, especially when like the public's eyes are on you, Mm -hmm. uh, which is, you know, Riley seems to have a really interesting story about. So I'm stoked to hear, but so none of them would talk to us basically yeah, they would kind sucked. of like put in writing that they were using it to train and yeah. using it for healing. And, you know, you, you see them, you know, vaping with their legs in these big puffy, like, you know, those <laughs> like recovery puffy things. Oh, anyway. yeah. Like those suits. Yeah. It's like, what, are they the water suits or the like, oh, they also have the muscle stimulator, the, the like I mean, electric waves. All the things. Yeah. Right. And perfect time to yeah. spark one up, if you ask me. But, it's a big part of like a lot of athletes. It is for sure of their lives, right? And and you know what? We're gonna talk about why. Yeah. Can, I, can we talk about why? We can talk about why. Or like how to do it too. That too. And I think our 
I think Riley, our guest, will have... He's going to give us some tips. Yeah, like the most healthy way to consume, obviously, because they're doing it for training purposes. So they want to do it properly. I think specifically he's gone beyond doing it for training purposes. And I think there were some head injuries Mm -hmm. and extreme traumatic injuries that the cannabis and the cannabinoids are like directly responsible for healing. Yeah. So uh, anyway, he's going to tell us our story. But here's how you kind of like work out with weed okay first of all you kind of gotta or you gotta get it like you gotta gotta know how you deal right yeah Yeah. so if you're (laughs) if you get all crazy and you get all paranoid like it's probably don't you know don't pop the gummy and why like why do people get paranoid everyone talks about like cannabis being so relaxing but for some people it does the opposite effect. it's the sativa yeah if too high a sativa will can sometimes produce anxiety and paranoia unless you have enough CBD in your system, which is why consistent CBD dosing Mm -hmm. is a good thing. Um, Not only for all the incredible physiological anti-inflammatory, incredible benefits for sleep and health Mm -hmm. and vitality, but also because it's going to like chill you out. What was the other word you mentioned earlier? The bilateral something? Cannabis specifically has what they call a bidirectional effect, which means that for different people and at different dosage, you can it can kind of send you in the opposite direction of where you're at, right? Okay. So if you give it to somebody who's anxious, it's going to like bring them down and ground them and relax them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if you give it to somebody who's not anxious, it can like get them Create there that. and speed yeah. them up and get the heart racing. So if you tend towards that you got to go try and get more hybrids yeah try and get more indica but get a hybrid stay away from like the anything over 80 percent sativa mm-hmm. and try and get some cbd in your system okay Noted. and apparently cbd is not like a oh i need a dose and then like whatever i don't need a dose for five more days mm-hmm. it's something that you need consistently you build it up in exactly. your body okay exactly so the second way to do the workout sitch, mm-hmm. and I can attest to this, is uh, you kind of got to microdose it. So you okay. don't like don't do don't smoke what you would normally smoke and then go to class, right? Okay. Just have like a toot or two. Like yeah. a tiny, is that what you do? You just roll a small one and just have like two toots. A tiny little pinner, or like just like yeah, okay, two toots of something. Just get in the zone, but like get in a place where you're feeling your body and you're feeling connected, but you're not out of it. Yeah, can be out of it. Okay, apparently straight up marijuana helps you go like longer and harder with your workout. And I'm going to tell you why, because it's not just in your head. Yeah, You think it's in your head because you can stretch deeper and go a little harder and push a little farther, but it's actually the marijuana. And I'm going to tell you why. Our bodies have head to toe, these things called cannabinoid receptors. I don't know that if I say that right, but no, you did say right. It's all over our, what's called the endocannabinoid system, which is all over our entire body. Mm -hmm. Marijuana affects how these receptors respond to pain. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it, it basically changes how we perceive pain. So marijuana can help pain seem less intense and less bothersome to us because literally it's chilling out those endocannabinoid receptors. I do worry about that a little bit though. That it makes you go too far? Yeah. Like I have back injuries, I have (laughs) foot injuries. If you knew what I did to my back, I was like, I don't even know how to describe what I was doing. I was throwing it down like a tribal woman, like big In Pilates or no? Infusion. There's like a time when you like, and you're like back is arch and it's like super sexual. And I guess I like let go of my abs and I'm like, oh, I'm an old lady. (laughs) I feel like such an old lady when my back is out out of whack. Or your Uh neck because then you're like turning as one like large stiff board. I'm old bones. I'm 65. Sorry, I'm 85, 95. Yes, I'm like 65 60, is young. 65 is the new 45. Okay, so as I said before, it actually also helps you get in the zone, <laughs> which is that sort of, you know, that sharp sort of state of consciousness that makes yeah. us feel like Just we're in it. And I feel yeah. like, you know, Riley's going to be able to tell us a little bit more about that. Next, and like Avi, it just makes it more fun. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I'm If I'm going to go into a packed room or go run for an hour or do something that's a, like a little bit grueling, mm-hmm. 
I'd rather just like yeah. have a little judge on, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I can, I can run for like 5k and be like, okay, but anything past 5k is that's where I start to have a hate relationship with absurdly long. Like 5k is about a half hour if you're running at a good oh, pace. Okay. Yeah. okay I could do 5K. So I could do the run, like that 5k, but it's at, it's the five to 10. And then when I get into my longer runs and start training for the half, it's the like 10 to 20k that's like impossible to get through it, that feels grueling so I hope that cannabis can help with that and I may have a couple girlfriends who might do it with me you need to start trying immediate mom yeah like you need to figure it out now if you like it or not because you really are gonna have to like find your I'm gonna have to chi. find my strain and chi director yeah, I do and well that you're my chi director I know but I don't think I can be your marathon chi director because I'm gonna tell you what I think people who do marathons are fucking crazy. I'm not. I'm only doing a half, so I'm only half crazy. How long is a half? <laughs> Tell me the truth. Like, how long are you running like, for? No, but no. Or kilometers. kilometers. Uh, 21.1. 21.1. So it means you're running for at least two hours, depending. Like, my goal is to do this half in under two hours. I My last one I did in exactly two hours, and I want to beat my time this time. I just don't get it. There must be something in your ancestral lineage where, like, you ran across, like, Fields. We all did. I don't think I did. <laughs> <laughs> I think I walked with a huge cane and a crown on my head and like danced. Okay. I don't all think right. I ran anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you may have had to like run to get away from. I ran animals. away from cheetahs and For, lions. Yeah. yeah. I ran or away from or maybe not. If you were the queen, you just had people to protect you. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't. I don't. I don't see it. Yeah. Okay. I don't, it's not in I, me. I don't know if I necessarily, I ran back in my other lives because running is really hate fucking it? hard for me. I actually do hate it. Like I don't, I don't love it. Like I fucking hate running. It's, so why do you do that? Instead I know of like, it's like torture. Like um, when I swim, I'm like, I'm like a mermaid for half an hour. Yeah. And apparently that's like a better workout than running and oh, it doesn't it make your, it's like, easier on your body boobs and... fly around and your face yeah. fly around no running for have me have you ever seen a runner in slow motion uh, i've seen photos <laughs> of me mid-run trust me dude i know um i it's yeah you it's need not to pretty. youtube it it's not pretty <laughs> that's why those photos have never seen the light of day they no get, i mean deleted. who could look good who could look good no, running it's, no it's i would easy. literally flick off the camera yeah i also turn this like strange shade of purple when like red when but not around my mouth like all around my mouth stays white it's like <laughs> i am not supposed to run weird that's not yeah. made for me no like, get running me in the is... water i'll get me on a paddle board get me in a pilates class let me flow let me dance again. your joints will thank you later let me wiggle walk i will wiggle walk all over this place <laughs> i could wiggle walk for 21.1 wiggle walk? wiggle walk is apparently oh the like better mom walk yes so like that's apparently pulling. the absolute best thing you can do for your body. Yeah. And if you think about it, because your core is tight, your pussy's tight, your lower abs are tight, the belt is tight, is tight, everything's tight, and you fucking walk and it's cardiovascular. Amazing. And you have to wear it's super, like super high rise jeans. Says she has a flat tummy because she knows how to hold her stomach right. And it's obvious oh, that she's just been like, like holding her abs properly. Yeah. Instead of sure. sucking in, you don't yeah. suck in. You no. ho- you hold the belt as if there's a belt between your belly button and your punani. Flatten the belt. Yeah, I gotta learn how to do that. Fucking Pilates, man. The best. Suck it up. <laughs> okay, so next, and we've alluded to this numerous times, yeah. uh, the CBD engage is mm-hmm. incredible for recovery yeah first and foremost and we're all everyone is talking about this and i think this is an episode in and of itself but the truth of the it's matter is cbd and consistent cbd is like incredible for for reducing inflammation in the yeah. body there are two conditions required for disease to form in the body do you know them inflammation yeah and i don't know the second one stress Congestion. Congestion. Okay. Like phlegm. Got it. Yeah. Which is why I don't have dairy. Right. Because one day I was like, I'm mucusy. Why am I drinking a cow mucus? Uh, Yeah. But that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Um, Not not necessarily on ours. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fine. Um, 
<clears throat> anyway, so if your body's inflamed, if your joints ache, if your muscles are like, ooh, they're on fire, you've got lactic acid buildup, yeah. you know, the shit that hurts the next day, all that kind of stuff, CBD is going to dial all of that stuff down. It's going to make you feel stronger and it's going to make you feel ready to get back to it sooner. So like I was saying, everybody's talking about CBD and CBD is so good for you and CBD yeah. and non-psychoactive and you need CBD and it's okay. You get rid of the THC. Yeah. But a lot of people are saying that actually you should try and use the whole plant yeah. if possible. And that in fact, when you isolate the THC from the CBD, some of those overlapping properties that actually like regulate and sometimes even enhance each other got lost, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. it, i.e. Yeah. the fact that CBD counteracts the effect of THC and yeah. gets rid of some of those on one of side effects like anxiety. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, perhaps the, you know, THC probably possesses some sort of anti-inflammatory property property as well. Yeah. Right. And it sure. might not just be CBD. Like yeah. there are a hundred, more than a hundred cannabinoids in marijuana. Yeah. And like, those are the two most prominent slash well-known. Exactly. It's kind of like the idea of eating the entirety of a vegetable or like eating the super green, eat yeah. like what's pulled from it. Do yeah. You know that's what I, mean? what I was thinking. Yeah. Like so, even though we de-stem kale, there's right. lots of nutrition in the stems. For sure. Yeah. Yeah can juice that shit I think yeah anyway so yeah so we're gonna talk to Riley it's almost time to call him and we're gonna Very ask exciting. him how to smoke what's best to smoke the best ways at it because I'm still learning that shit too yeah um I really I really want to know his method like me his too consumption method me too yeah um also apparently I should just give our disclaimer so we oh. don't get sued. Yes. That if you have heart issues, you should not do this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> F-Y-I. We reached out to Riley Cote, um, a former NHL player with the Philadelphia Flyers. He's a cannabis advocate, and he's the founder of Athletes for Care, which is a foundation that helps to normalize uh, cannabis through sport. He's amazing. He's so amazing. Uh, this interview happened over speakerphone, so we apologize in advance for technical difficulties, but <laughs> it's worth it. Listen totally up. worth it. Riley Coyote. <laughs> it's high tea. How are you? Well, we're super excited for you to talk to us today. We, as I said when we uh, connected last week, I we have been talking about fitness and cannabis, but really want to talk to somebody who knows the truth, who, yeah. who can tell us a story, you know, the realities of how it's being used by athletes and why, and, um, just a bit about your story. So can you start us from the, the top? Like yeah. when, when did you start smoking and when did you start realizing smoking was helping your game? Yeah. So, um, I was introduced to cannabis, at the age of 15 and in very recreational settings so I mean and the first few <laughs> as times it I happens consumed, yeah right as, as most so uh, the first few times I consumed it was with alcohol and I, I didn't really understand the full experience um, so you know it wasn't until I, I moved away from home I grew up in Winnipeg Manitoba and I grew up, I moved away from home to play in awesome. Western Hockey League at the age of 16 so that was when I started really uh, consuming more cannabis, uh, you know, after school, after practice, in the evening, and then, you know, I'd go to sleep. And I, it really, really started resonating with me, even at that age then. Uh, but I didn't really understand how it was affecting me. I'm not, I'm not going to say from a performance standpoint, but more from a recovery standpoint, it was when I turned uh, pro. And I, you know, I was 20 years old. And I moved, to, moved down to the U.S. to play professional hockey in the Central Hockey League. But I also took on a different role within the hockey game. I started fighting for a living. So I was fighting 30, 35 times a year. Um, yeah, wow. Just the anxiety, you know, you know, the anxiety, um, you know, on top of performance anxiety, which is, which is bad enough as it is, I and mean, everyone deals with that, you know, it's just life. Right. Uh, but then the anxiety of fighting and fighting regularly, it's, it's hard to explain the state of mind of being in the middle of the fight or flight response constantly. Right. The um, stress. You know the fight's going to happen, yeah. but you don't know when, or it might not ever happen that game, but you know the next game is going to happen, and you have to do your job. So it's like 
Um, you know, the, the, the normal person would just either walk away or, or fight. You know, if the UFC, I mean, the bell rings at 9, at 9 p.m. and you're fighting in the cage, you know exactly when it's going to happen. But I see. Something within the hockey game, it's uh, unpredictable sometimes. And again, yeah. sometimes you prepare to fight and you never fight. Or sometimes you prepare, prepare to fight once and you fight two or three times. So, uh, as you can imagine, anxiety is uh, through the roof. So, that's when I really 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 being mindful about what cannabis was doing and, and then one that once I became more mindful of how I was managing my anxiety I really started understanding how good I was sleeping you know and, yeah. how, and how calm my nervous system could become after a game when I was you know, drinking lots of coffee and eating eight Sudafeds and whatever else I was doing to check myself up so calming my nervous system and, and just managing my pain you know and just uh, just getting that sense of calmness so I could sleep and wake up in the morning I was always the first guy at the ring so you know do that. I have midnight after the game is certainly better than going to sleep at two or three in the morning. So um, that was really my introduction, really helping me. And uh, you know, who can I tell, or what can I do about this? Obviously, nobody. And um, but you couldn't really voice that outside that small group. So I think right. small group existed in every league I played in, and every team I played in. Did your coach know, uh, or no. like any of the the no, 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 no. training no, no. guys know? No, no. It was just, uh, again, there was a handful of guys on each team, a little bit bigger, that would, would do it and, and just keep it to ourselves. But back then, you, you, you're really looking at it as like an illicit drug. You didn't even know it was, but you know, now I view it, even though it's still borderline illegal, I don't look at it like that, even though it is. We danced around what we were doing, even though beat times that we knew it was good for us. Right. That makes any sense at all. Yeah, you could like, feel you know, the benefits. You self-medicate with alcohol. Exactly. exactly. You, drink, you drink one night and you see how you feel the next morning. You could probably, you could probably tell, um, you know, the difference between substance. One's very destructive and one's, you know, very therapeutic and healing. So right. it, doesn't, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot of rocket science to figure that out. But um, to, to justify that in, in, in your mind to validate your belief system is tough to do for most people because most of us have been grew up in an age where we were told that it was bad. In fact, like the worst thing on the planet so into that belief system so it was always just kept to ourselves and then um, you know when I made the flyers I, I, I ran the risk of you know traveling with cannabis a couple of times where I took a couple you know high-end risks and I you know I got away with it but um, <laughs> nonetheless it made me really reevaluate what I was doing and that was, I was like yeah man I'm gonna, I'm gonna screw up my hockey career I worked so hard to you know to build and everything um, so that was when I, you know, kind of sidelined cannabis on the road, especially, you know, especially going to Canada or anywhere we'd fly. So I kind of got swallowed up and, and succumbed to the, you know, the, the substance abuse of the standard protocols of just, you know, muscle relaxers, sleeping pills, alcohol, and, 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 and opioids. So, oh my God, so um, you're pumped was, full of all this stuff. Fast. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, because cannabis kind of, uh, kind of replaces all of them. You know it does. I mean? from, a, from an anxiety standpoint, from an inflammation standpoint, from just a calmness and sleep standpoint, like it, it really, really lands up, you know, replacing all of those things. So that was when now there's a pill for this, pill for that, pill for that, and you're washing down with alcohol. And you, you can imagine how quickly, um, you know, mental health deteriorates mm. and performance drops, and uh, you know, the physical body is almost an, an extension of the mind and spirit. Where now, you know, I was getting hurt more, uh, sought injuries. I was averaging with a surgery and a half a year. I understand I was running my, my body pretty hard on the ice, but I was probably equally running hard. My body's hard off the ice. So, trying to um, recover. Trying to recover, yeah, yeah, exactly. It wasn't sustainable. So uh, at the age of 28, uh, I re- retired professional hockey. Um, okay. Again, I was probably going to get sent down to the minors. Uh, my physical body was beaten up. and I just didn't want to go down to the minors uh, and fight anybody. And you know what I mean? I knew there was going to be a bunch of young punks trying to challenge me and fight me. So I was just like, I'm done with this. This is an opportunity for to get out of this lifestyle and to you know to, to take on a new one and, and deal with this mess that I've created myself. And I was accountable. I, I kind of had a revelation that kind of in and there on the spot when I was forced to retire that I created this. This was my problem. And it was it was really lining up being mm-hmm. not living sustain not living sustainably. So mm-hmm. I changed everything. I you know I changed my diet. Went from basically being a, a complete um, a meat eater to like ninety eight percent you know plant based and whole food. Um, so I moved all you know all these processed awesome. foods, including you know whey proteins that I've been consuming for my, you know my whole life, thinking that it was making me big and strong, mm-hmm. but in fact it was making me blo- bloated and gassy and. 
yeah. full of inflammation and acidity. So I started transitioning from you know uh, dairy uh, dairy isolates, whey proteins to plant based proteins, specifically hemp uh, hemp protein, and learning with the digestibility of uh, of the hemp seed and the, the hemp seed protein, and really kind of take on a new way of life in a sense, understanding cannabis more learning about the non-psychoactive cannabinoids, more and just really started dialing into, the, again, cannabis as a whole as a, as a recovery tool from the food. When you say food, you know, your fuel is your, is your, your food is your fuel for, mm-hmm. for sports, but also on the back end of it, your, your food is for recovery, but also, um, you know, alcohol versus, say, cannabinoids, completely different than we talk about recovery. You know, one hydrates the body, and the other one, you know, calms the nervous system and is anti-inflammatory, so... Just became extremely passionate about that, and just uh, started becoming, I guess, an educator. I, in 2010, I started a nonprofit called the Hemp Heals Foundation. Okay. It was really about being just a, uh, an education. 2010, you said. Um, 2010, I ran Wow, that was early. So it, was, it ended up being back then. Yeah, back then uh, in Pennsylvania, there was there was no legislation at all. So you know, education and awareness was you know utmost importance. So I started that. I put on a music festival, which I'm actually still doing every year in Philly. And oh. um, really just, um, yeah, just kind of you know, bringing light to cannabis and mm-hmm. showing the different faces of cannabis. Because people don't think of cannabis, they just think of a joint or they think of, um, you know, maybe maybe sublingual or something. I don't even know, recreational, maybe medicinal. But like, I think people are missing the point when you talk about cannabis as a whole. Hemp is a variety of cannabis that can be grown for its food or for its fiber, for building materials, for fuel. And the list goes on. I mean, this is the resource we once lived off before uh, the Industrial Revolution. So we forget about our past and, and we were kind of self-polluted. You know what I mean? And what, yeah. we, what we've learned is that we're self-destructing. We're poisoning ourselves. We're being poisoned and we're poisoning ourselves. So there has we're to be some accountability on our part. Otherwise, we have no chance in health to survive this mess. And, you know, sports is just an extension of society. We've been systematically misled and we're... Um, we're, we're fed a bunch of BS, you know what I mean? All the things that are legal are highly toxic, highly addictive, and the mm-hmm. things that are illegal are conscious forming or healing and are non-addictive. And you know, that's what we're fighting for is just uh, Mother Nature can't be illegal. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. We can't be fed, fed the spoonful of pesticides and chemicals and, and, and not have the ability to heal with natural plants. You exactly. Know what I mean? just, uh, no choice in the matter. Just, uh, yeah. Exactly. No choice in the matter. Exactly. So... Oh my gosh, beautiful, there, beautifully but, uh, said. Um, yeah, so that's where I am today. Yeah, just, uh, you know, then eventually just, yeah, I, I helped uh, um, found the, the athlete. So tell really us a bit more. Sports. Yeah, you cut out when you, when you said it, so I'm going to say it for you. It's called Athletes for Care, and it's normalizing cannabinoids through sports. Is that what you said? Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah, and that would be the long and short of it. We're a well platform but you know we believe that cannabis and hemp are like the centerpiece centerpieces of of, of wellness there's okay. different arms you can't you can't ignore um, the other fundamentals of, of health you know including managing and coping outside of cannabis whether it's yoga breathing techniques meditation um, you can't ignore nutrition when you talk about health right. you just want to it's holistic yeah. It's holistic, exactly. So there's other elements we talk about as well, but cannabis and hemp being the most obvious, um, you know, immediate healing tool. Um, and what we've learned is that everyone's in pain, everyone's suffering from something, and cannabis yeah. can somehow or another work in, in conjunction with most of these conditions, you know what I mean? And no doubt. So it's a, it's a beautiful thing, and we're focusing on that, but we're not ignoring the other pieces, which I find that a lot of people, when they transition from pharmaceuticals to cannabis, it's great because it's obviously more sustainable, but the where, where the real change happens is when you get to the root cause of a disease and you, you kind of attack it from, you know, from, from the bottom up versus like just, you know I mean, just, just, just treating it with cannabis and thinking that the cannabis is going to cure your condition. I, I think when people you know, look at cannabis, they, they want to just kind of roll over from pharmaceuticals and, and just get the cannabis as a replacement, but they fail to see the big picture of why they may be sick. And, and you know, from what I've learned in the healing world is you have to integrate cannabis with other healing elements or different, you know, parts of the holistic wheel. So, um, you know, looking at the root cause of our disease and, mm-hmm. and, and getting to the nitty gritty and taking care of it that way. So starving, starving your cancer, not feeding it refined sugar, carbohydrate, moving, you know, processed, uh, highly processed dairy products and factory farms, meats, and, you know what I mean? And it kind of gets yes, back to eating the way mean. we're supposed to and working with mother nature and cannabis. And, and then, and, and then you can use cannabis as well. It just, you just, you use it 
in a completely different way. Mm-hmm, you know, exactly. you don't have to be in your deathbed to enjoy and appreciate cannabis. In fact, I look at cannabis as a preventative tool. It is. It and, certainly you know, is. It, it's a preventative tool. I mean, it, it needs to be promoted as one. I mean, we need to remove and manage stressors before they get too much. We need to remove the, 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 the nervousness of people and the, and the insomnia. But being sustainable and getting up for work, and that's why we're so dependent on stimulants and coffee mm-hmm. and all these different things is because we're, we're kind of chasing the dragon. You know, we've, been, we've kind of... We're on the hamster wheel. We've just... Yeah, mm-hmm. we are, and we just we run ourselves thin, and we don't sleep, we don't recover, and then and then we're trying to keep up with the Jones, and it's it's hard to do, and then, you know the disease disease starts you know sneaking in, and you know we become out of balance and out of tune. So I think from the start, if we're managing these things right, and we're you know doing the right things with nutrition and, and recovery and managing our anxieties and our stressors the right way, uh, it's amazing what what type of tool cannabis can be. It just it just it takes a whole different a whole different type of understanding. Because right now we're kind of trained to think, well, you got to be like on your deathbed to have cannabis, especially right. in America here. I know Canada's a little more progressive with that type of thinking, but here in America, it's like you, you have to try every other treatment or you have to be on your deathbed before you even like consider mm-hmm. cannabis. Almost. At least, right. you know, at least the unconscious people. But um, so, um, that's a know, shame. There's, there's, lots to, there's lots to learn. You know what I mean? I think it's, I, I just think the cannabis has the ability to be the bridge to help people reconnect to the natural world. I agree. If you and, understand yeah. cannabis and understand terpenes, you can kind of understand that other plants have these healing properties and terpenes as well, not, right. not just cannabis. Right. Know. I'm not religious, but apparently the Bible does say that the there is a plant that heals absolutely every ailment. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they make Mother Nature illegal is highly suspect. Um, okay, so athletes for care is are you predominantly trying to normal normalize cannabis in the pro space, or is it just you know in a mass capacity through sports and through these sort of sports names that we know and love? Um, it's it's across the board. Tell you honest truth, I, I think what what facilitate and move this thing a lot quicker is if we can get some media through the sports leagues because then everyone else sees it but we also want to attack like the youth ho- youth hockey or youth for sure that's what i was wondering because, um because again non-psycho non-psychoactive cannabinoids um protect the brain you right. know you're actually teaching the child and the youth um, how to recover before they ever even go to college and the stuff and, and even deal with the possibility of concussions. Right. Um, and really normalizing again, like the non-psychoactive part is, is huge for people to understand because it has nothing to do with um, smoking, smoking joints and smoking herb, um, even though I fully support that. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, there's a different, there's mm-hmm. a different, like that's the beauty of cannabis. There's so many different ways to consume and so many different delivery methods for so many different reasons. So, you know, it's just how you direct the energy is really what you're trying to accomplish. And I think in the sports world, you know, as a parent, um, you know, you want to put your kid into hockey, you want to put your kid into football, but you know They're the science hurt. of the concussions now and all mm-hmm. this stuff. But if you're at least introduced, to a tool or a solution that might be able to help long-term brain health, um, that at least protect the brain. And then if you can introduce the parents and the organizations to the idea that, well, if we give these players a supplement that could actually remove inflammation, help with pain, and help promote sleep, and help protect the brain, and there's no addictive nature to it, and, and there's no high, well, it seems like a no-brainer, right? Right. I mean, to me. No pun I mean, intended. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So... <laughs> That's that's the idea. Top awesome. I mean, awesome. I love it. Everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Grassroots. Get out there. So okay. you told you told me when we talked before that when you came out to the flyers that you were doing some sort of coaching capacity. And when you came out to the flyers as a user, you were fired. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's the long and short of it. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So basically I've been employed with the uh, with the Flyers since 2010 as a coach, so I coached four years in, uh, in the American Hockey League in upstate New York, Glens Falls, New York. And then the team moved to uh, Lehigh Valley, Allentown, Pennsylvania. They built a brand new rink there. Same same league, same affiliation with the Flyers. So I've been coaching for seven years. Going into last summer, my contract was up. Um, met with Ron Hextall at the beginning of June, and then I was coming back. They were getting my contract together, and then. Within three weeks after that meeting was the Flyers annual golf tournament. And the day before that, they had the annual meeting, which I had the opportunity to present Cannabinoids 101 um, to 45 of my fellow colleagues and alumni uh, with the daughter of Ed Snyder and Lindy Snyder, who owned the Flyers. 
Amazing. Um, cannabis 101. Just the, yeah, the top to bottom. Just the, you know, uh, you know medical cannabis all versus the, science. The, you know, the cannabinoids derived from industrial hemp. The kind of the whole thing. Gave them all samples of, um, you know, CBD derived from industrial hemp. Uh, got unbelievable response the next morning at the uh, golf tournament. Guys slept better. Arthritis felt better. The body, general well-being, everything. Like, just like unbelievable response. I think of nine guys come up to us. Okay. And, and then the next day, Hexie called me up. Basically, just kind of said, I know we talked a month ago, but uh, you know things have changed, and we're gonna go in a different directions. So hmm. I said, Well, what's I said, what's changed? And, you know, he kind of hummed and hawed and said, Well, just philosophy, basically something like that. And I was like, yeah. and I knew, I, I knew what was up, and I wasn't shocked. I, mean, I put myself out there. I mean, I, I mean, I, I kind of laid it all out there. I was honest yeah. as I could be. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I speak from the heart. You know, I mean, I wanted them to understand that I have experience with this. I have, you know experience with you know the back end of it learning the science behind it and how can they ignore the science like how can they ignore it well because it's, it's, it's just yeah you, you can when you're when you're basically a, a corporate sports organization right. that just follows suit to the standard shareholders protocols of the medical establishment exactly so mm-hmm. they're their risk there's just liability for them yeah just liability probably from many different levels losing sponsorships Right. Um, insurance stuff. Maybe if players you know, worry about players saying that you know Riley got them introduced to cannabis and wow. that kid got popped. You know, what, whatever. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think there's just it's just easy to keep the flies away by just having me go away. Right. But you haven't that, you gone I mean? away. <laughs> I haven't gone away. No, exactly. I'm not going away. Good. Good. Oh, yeah, yeah. In fact, in fact, they'll, they'll probably seeking my expertise, you know, in the near future. I think so. Or at least yeah, my team's sure. expertise, so yeah. Okay, so is that the sort of the biggest barrier? It, it, is, is people being hesitant about coming out of the closet and being honest about the benefits that cannabis brings their lives and, and, and that they use it all? Absolutely, yeah. You know, because all these guys have corporate jobs, whether you're the GM or the player. I mean, you're, you know, they're in a corporate sports job, so... Um, you know, they run the risk of being, you know, persecuted or, you know what I mean, or just having negative media around them but, or whatever, or having their GM thinking that they're bad news or whatever right. the case may be. It's just lazy creates, even. It just inc- yeah. yeah, it just creates inc- uncertainty and they have nothing to gain by it unless they have a plan to get in the business or something like that, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. most of these guys just sit on their information and kind of sit on it and play it safe. But I was just like... I was like, I can't sit on this anymore. I sat on it for at least three or four years, but I was like, well, you know, how do I do this? How do I integrate these two? When's the time where I'm going to be able to be more public about this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I've been quietly working. I'm still speaking at different cannabis conferences, but it wasn't garnering the, the media attention it is today. You know what I mean? Right. Like now it's, it's kind of all over the place. Um, Keep going. So, you know, yeah. So for me, it was, um, I had to do it. I, I had to get it off my chest, and I know that I was—I know that I am still helping guys and help a ton of guys that day because I get mm-hmm. phone calls all the time from guys within the organization or guys that um, reference someone to me. So I mean, you know, from top to bottom, from some of the biggest names too. It's just—it's it's funny, but no one wants to come out and say anything when I ask them to come out public with it. You know what I mean? They right. just want—they want to enjoy the, the the healing benefits. They don't want to talk about it. Interesting. Sounds like mm-hmm. this is your calling. It is absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. Riley, what would you say is the percentage of players that are using cannabis? Do you think? Yeah. So when people ask that question, I I, I, I use I use fifty percent um, as a as a number, just being fair. But I think it's much higher than that now. Yeah. And only because like, and that was probably fifty percent more when I played. You know, maybe even sixty percent. But I think now there's so much education now, and even on the non-psychoactive cannabinoids, guys are just more mindful of the recovery process. It wasn't really taught, even when like, even maybe the last year, two years that I was playing, it might have been introduced more. But now there's so much money and resources into like the training, strength, conditioning, and recovery that, and again, these guys are just smart. Everyone has a, an iPhone and a smartphone and whatever else, and the information's out there. There's a lot. A lot of stories and, and, and doc, you know, and documented research now out there. So I think um, even from outside of a smoke, just smoking dry herb or, or oil platform, I think a lot of guys probably consciously using CBD, and, and especially in America since it's sold a little bit different than you, you guys in Canada. But uh, so I would yeah, you guys have it at the supermarket. These products probably seventy-five percent now. I would awesome. Say, at least beautiful. So, and then what's yeah, going yeah. on in the NBA? Do are they? They're it's sort harder. of. Have they sort of greenlit cannabis and they're like cool with it? Is there some sort of news That's there? That's what it sure looks like. That's yeah. What it sure looks like. I, I'm not sure if they're able to just like lift the ban 
I mean, I guess they are able to do that. They can't, but they can't come out and say that they endorse it. They can't be, be pro. For, we're not, they're not yeah, 420 they friendly. <laughs> exactly. So okay. I think if you just quietly remove the, the, you know, the drug test, which it seems like even like the high end commissioner, the high end guys that are recognizing that cannabis needs to be uh, not tested for because they see the value of it and they're speaking publicly on it so they're, they're the most progressive I would I would say as far as sports organizations or sports leagues hockey is kind of similar where they they just don't enforce THC testing like they, they still test for it but, but they, there's no in the sense that you would actually lose man games uh, as far as suspension goes and lose pay. So right. if you get tested positive for a performance enhancing drug it would be 25 Different game story. suspension 25? No oh yeah that's performance wow. enhancing, but substance uh, for street drugs, whether it's you know, yeah, um, ecstasy, cocaine, or any street drugs, including THC, it's uh, you know, it's thir- supposed to be thirty days in the substance abuse program, but you don't lose pay, mm-hmm. and you don't, and you're not suspended. It's not public, but I've never heard of anybody going into the substance abuse program for THC alone. Right. If, if THC was mentioned, it was in conjunction with other street drugs, and that was just bit, yeah. just FYI. You know what I mean? FYI, you got THC in the system too. You know what I mean? But well, and it's interesting that it's a, an FYI. It shouldn't be at all, right? No, it but. shouldn't be. I think from what I understand too, I've been told it's just kind of data collection. They're trying to see how many guys actually test positive for it. Yeah. They're not forcing They're keeping it an eye. Say. Right. Yeah, keeping an eye. So we were wondering, because who better to ask than a pro athlete, what your preferred method of consuming cannabis is and slash is that the cleanest method because a lot of people have a lot of our kind of listeners have asked us about the cleanest way especially in a training capacity I don't know if you ever used it to train or if it was more recovery situation but because Michelle's about to run a marathon and and I keep trying to get her to pop an edible (laughs) oh yeah yeah for something like that, like edible, if you're very marathon, absolutely get it, get it in edible form. I think that's that's genius. It's a slow release, yeah. and it's just it's sustained through the whole the whole thing. Um, so yeah, absolutely, I would I would do the edible that way, and then you don't need a ton of you know milligrams. I mean, I'm not sure if she's. Um, you know, experience with it or not, but I mean, you know, for not yet, I'm a newbie. Might, might just need, might just need like ten to twenty milligrams to get in the kind of get in that that zone where you're not over consuming, slowly release, right. and you kind of just Micro go with dose. the flow. Mm-hmm. Exactly, I'm a big fan of microdosing, but for for myself, I'm 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 old school. You know, I I think I. I understand the culture of cannabis more than, you know, a lot of these people are just hopping on the bandwagon now. And to me, dry flower is always going to be my, my, you know, my preferred choice. Yeah. Moi aussi. Only because, I mean, it's, 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 it's just, it's, it's unprocessed. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's unprocessed. And um, even though people will comment on, you know, burning something and then the, you know, the carcinogens that come in, you know, come into play with that. I mean, I'll argue that, you know, you take the good with the bad. And to me, the, the good outweighs the bad. So it's a good thing versus, you know, a lot of, you know, you you, you you could put, you know, something healthy like peppermint into a, a Slurpee and doesn't make it a healthy right, Slurpee. You know what right. I mean? It's like, you know, so there's always, I think there's always a, a good with the bad type of thing. And, and, and smoking, you know, I, I grew up with really bad asthma. This is like, this is a true story. Really bad asthma, like in and out of the hospital a few times at a really young age. I used to be on an inhaler for every hockey game, every practice, inhaler, inhaler, inhaler. I haven't used an inhaler since 15 years old when I started smoking weed. Wow. Every day, every day. Amazing. Um, so, you know, you know, I know that's just like a, you know, one of those stories. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, guess what? Like, it, it's very real. And if you learn about like the bronch, I think it's bronchial dilator um, properties of, uh, of of cannabis, it actually, it, it, uh, anti, anti-inflammatory properties, like I bet. very real. Like, yeah. It, it's not the, it's not just like some make-believe thing. So, awesome. um, story, but, um, um, but the cleanest method, the cleanest method would probably be, uh, you know, uh, an edible that is done the right way and cooked it with like coconut oil in the right way mm-hmm. you know the vaping thing to me is like um you know people are will always say well vaping is better than smoking and you say well in theory yes i'm still you know i still question some of these extraction methods and some of these things yep. that linger and you know and, and the additives yeah and the additives and all this dry cannabis I, i'm getting every cannabinoid in that dry flower right but when you vape something you know you see all the different you know the different uh, settings on the vape is it 290 fahrenheit we're gonna go to 300 we go to 400 because they got every like every 10 i 10, hate when it's math fahrenheit. like weed should not be yeah, math. exactly well, then it's, you're releasing different cannabinoids this, this cannabinoid oh. this level this, this cannabinoid at this level so oh, like I didn't if know you're that. not burning or if you're not heating your cannabis enough 
you're not getting the full spectrum of cannabinoids either. Right. You're getting some, yes, and it's great, and you're getting it maybe in, a, maybe in an arguably a healthier fashion, but you're not getting the full thing. Um, and that's just my, you know, that's what, from mm-hmm. what I've learned. And, and, and just the feeling of, of the full effect of dry flower to me I always say it's like cannabis is like an orchestra and when I consume vape when I vape it I, 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 I don't get the base I'm missing something oh my god beautifully said like, yeah I say symphony yeah. you're right, symphony. You're right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and also our ancestors were not vaping like no. they were drying exactly. that shit out and rolling it up and smoking it like can, <laughs> give me a break exactly it. I mean that's exactly and that's what I've, I've become like a minimalist and, and a realist of like to understand you know, most of these things that of today are just it's consumerist products, right? It's just convenience, and, yeah. and it's, we're just we're consumer society, so it's just like it's, it's disposable and it's you mm. know it's cheaper, or, or it drives up the processing costs for some company that's gonna make a lot of money on you. As a, yeah, packaging, even, whatever packaging, we're being fed. Stuff, like even, yeah. And, you know, even the medical cannabis program here in Pennsylvania, they're not even able to dispense dry flour, oil and tincture. Oh, no. Can you believe that? So it drives up the cost of product for people that can't even afford it to begin with. All about um, the money. To, 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 to surreal prices. Oh, so wow. They're going to have dry flour by the fall, but still, you went through a year and a half of the program with, with oils. Right. And you're like, what the hell? Like, those guys give you guys an, uh, an honest, you know, opportunity to explore the real thing, you know? Yeah, Dry exactly. Been, like you said, like consumed the longest on this planet. By shamans so just, and yeah, healers. And, yeah. That's right. It is ass backwards. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, it is. It what is. can what can we do and what can our listeners do to like help the cause and help the, your movement and help, you know, I keep saying, you know, come out of the closet, which is probably mm. the wrong terminology, but really help illuminate and shine a light on the in, this incredible magical plant. I think it's, it's kind of doing what you're already doing. You're using, you know, the, the right messaging and, and verbiage to, 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 to talk about cannabis in the right light. You know, I think it's it needs to be talked about, you know, as a wellness tool and, you know, and a sacred plant. I think these, like, these, these words need to be associated with it because mm-hmm. they're basically convincing or changing someone's belief system from really bad to really good. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, painting that picture of, like, you know, whether it's cultural cannabis, again, like, you know, your listeners are maybe more dry flower consumers than, you know, some of the market that might be out there as far as people that are really, really disease states or, or even on the recovery state. You know what I mean? I think that's the beauty of cannabis, again, is that it, it kind of infiltrates all cultures, all issues, all problems, all diseases, and, and, and it really just increases quality of life. So however mm-hmm. you consume it, I think, but um, I think really kind of getting back to basics and, you know, getting back to, you know, consuming cannabis the way it was intended to be consumed and not, you know, I, I really worry about the pharma, the pharma direction that it's going. It's already in that direction. I know. You know isolated, isolated reductionist medicine. I mean, I, 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 so there's always going to be this, you know, there's the, the two sides of the coin type of thing. Like you and I, we're going to be on the side where we, we're holist. We believe in the whole plant and, you know, the culture of it and, and, and you know, and the way it should be consumed and all this stuff. And then you're going to see the other side of it. It's like, no, we want to patent right. these, these, these compounds. Oh, God, Monsanto's coming. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And, and that's, and that's coming. And that, so there's always going to be this conscious divide of like, do we support the local farmer or do we support farmer or, or pharma? Right. And then it's just like your food. It's like you have the ability to, you know, support corporate food and corporate carbohydrates versus, you know, the local farmer. Yeah, you know I mean? vote so with your dollar. Local farmer, local grower. Exactly. Vote, mm-hmm. with, your, vote with your dollar. And, um, you know, again, I think society, we're, we're just so far off that most people will see cannabis just like any other industrialized food or medicine and not think anything of it. But the people that are really in cannabis and understand cannabis like us and your listeners and, you know what I mean, and, and a lot of people I surround myself with is like, you're always going to stay true to the, you know, to the sacred properties of cannabis and what it is. You know what I mean? I, I think the one thing we don't talk about enough is the spirituality involved in cannabis. Yeah. You know, we talk about medical, we talk about the physical body. We don't talk about the spirit involved in We're it. doing an yeah, episode. So we've on that. de-spirited. Are you? Yeah, sweet. Mm-hmm. It's great. De-spir- we've de-spirited the plant. Is that what you said? What's that? We've de-spirited the plant. I like that. We have, yeah. We want to industrialize something. We've already, we've already done it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's already being done as we speak. And, uh, you know, again, staying true to the spirit of the medicine. I think once you see, you know, industrialized cannabis sold at, you know, the pharmacies around the corner yeah. in, in Toronto and Canada and like the Walgreens, the CVSs of the world and in the U.S. here, that's going to be de-spirited cannabis. That's going to be the garbage that, you know, the, the, the population control type of cannabis. You know Not what I mean? grown it's from like, the mother, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, 
but I think the spirituality part probably intrigues you more than the, you know, the, the, the actual healing portions of it that people are really gravitating towards because I think once you understand cannabis the way we're supposed to understand it, like a lot of these disease states and these conditions we deal with and the anxiety and stresses we, we keep on our shoulders could be maybe not eliminated or eradicated, but minimized at the very least. And the yeah. quality of life could be much, much higher. So um, Absolutely. I mean, we yeah. said it when we were speaking earlier, you get into cannabis for something. Usually it's body, it's sometimes it's stress, but it's a mind, body, soul benefit. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's impossible to isolate one from the other, right? Because that's what the plant, yeah. that's what the plant allows for. It's a beautiful yeah, thing. Exactly. Amazing. No, it, it really is. It's like there's a reason why deep down I grew up very religious. My parents, you know, grew up very straight edge and I grew up like, you know, being told that it's all all bad, 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 bad. Mm-hmm. So like when I started consuming cannabis, like it is the spirit that speaks to you. You know what I mean? Because it was For like sure. the man's telling you no, your parents are telling you no, everyone's telling you no, but deep down inside something's telling you yes. Yep. You don't know what it is, especially not that age. I wasn't really spiritually connected yet, you know, at that age. You know what I mean? I was really confused. I was confused with religion, I was confused with food the spirit is powerful you listen to it um you know obviously the price to pay with cannabis uh is illegal is that you you know you are running the risk of you know running the law but if you know if you're smart about it i'm not endorsing illegal activity if you're smart about it you just you know you you use these tools to your to your advantage because they, they work you know and uh yeah. People do. That's why people have gravitated towards this planet forever, regardless if there's a Schedule One and federally banned substance forever. I mean, it's, it's, it's sought hot. after for a reason. Spirit, you can't hide the truth forever. You know what I mean? Oh, so true. You cannot so hide true. the truth. And the fact that, you know, being plant-based and I'm I'm living a similar way and trying to live with similar consciousness, I mean, plants are all we need. Mm-hmm. They They hold the power. They really do. Oh my gosh, Riley, you have been such a treat and such a gem. Like I've really learned a ton today from you. Is there anything else? Like, do you want to kind of shout out your website or your Insta or anything so people can check you out? We have a lot of guys who listen and a ton of hockey fans. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, athletesforcare.org is the website. Um, we're revamping that right now, but it's still, it's still up and it's an idea of what we're up to. We've got a bunch of different guys involved and really just you know, normalizing cannabinoids through sports, but really promoting cannabis and hemp as a total wellness tool. So it's uh, it's much bigger than most people can even understand. And then just, um, you know, on Twitter, it's Athletes for Care. Uh, uh, Instagram, it's at Athletes for Care. And then my personal handles are Riley Coyote, R I L E E C O Y O T E, both Instagram and Twitter. Um, Great handle. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Well, it's been a pleasure, and yeah. we really hope to meet you sometime. Yeah. See you Absolutely. around the, like the cannabis it. circuit. No kidding. I'm sure I'll be venturing up into Canada now that, uh, that the market's opening wide up. And Thank you. Right. Thanks for having me, guys. Take Thank care. You. Have an awesome day. Bye-bye. Bye. You too. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Insta at Hi T Ho. Like us and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, and whatever Stitcher is. <laughs> and holla at your girls by visiting hightea.life. <laughs> <laughs>